All right, there we go. What's up, guys and gals, players and ladies? So, had this Genesis song stuck in my head all day. What's the name of this song? Uh, talking to Jesus or something. Makes fun of the Jesus He Knows Me. That's what it's called. And uh, it's all about the... It's really making fun of television pastors. And there's so many controversies in the 80s. But I... I sing, was singing a song in my head. I've been talking to Jesus. And then this song popped back in. And I haven't been able to get it out of my head all day. So you're going to get to listen to it while I talk a little bit. But uh, welcome to Panic Attack with Big John. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Oh, I keep forgetting. Truth Social. I'm on Truth Social now. So follow me on Truth Social. It's They're all the real underscore Big John. So I'm going to fire up a stogie. Gas prices dropped a wee bit today because Biden did something stupid. What a freaking shock. He's trying to play some politics with you right before the midterms. He couldn't get the Saudis to hold off on cutting production uh, right until after the midterms. So he tapped into our strategic oil supply, which is going to temporarily lower the price of a barrel of oil, but the strategic oil supply is there in case of a war or case uh, oil is in short supply. It's not there because our president makes shitty policies like not letting us tap our own oil. Uh, something that made me happy, pappy the other day, and I'm probably... I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Out of the all the Republicans that are running for election this go-around, you've got 67 women, minor, uh, Asians, Hispanics, and Blacks. I'm so glad we're getting away from being this party of the old white guy. You know I'm a middle-aged white guy. Uh, we've got Madison... Uh, Gastito Gilbert running for Tim Ryan's old seat, Ohio 13. This being an open seat and uh, an area that Trump won uh, in the past. This could be the year Madison gets uh, into Congress. And that would be great. Former Miss Ohio beauty pageant. Beautiful, talented young lady, intelligent, uh, biracial. Uh, I think she's Latina, but she's her husband's African American, so multiracial family. Great Americans, great patriots. Uh, no skeletons in her closet. The woman she's running against, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is. Her name is Sykes, and I know the Sykes family from my escapades in Summit County politics. Okay, so her dad held, 
Okay, so Sykes is currently state representative for Ohio 34, which is a, a an Akron-centric district. It's, it's heavily in the city of Akron and the suburbs. And... Uh, or the southern suburbs, which is like Barberton, uh, Kenmore, real Democrat area. But, uh, fuck is her first name? Where is it? Amelia Sykes. Her dad held this district when he got term limited. Her mom got elected to this district. And then when she was term limited, I believe the dad took the district back. So this is like a little family dynasty district, Ohio uh, State House 34. Now she's running for uh, the seat formerly occupied by the shady, crooked Tim Ryan. And uh, I hope Madison wins. This will be phenomenal. Madison Gast. Gastito Gilbert, uh, candidate, Ohio, um, Ohio 13, believe it's her first race, running the election, Ohio House Representative 13, she's on the ballot in the general election on November 8th, she advanced from the Republican primary May 3rd. Received a bachelor's in political science and law at Ohio State. Worked as small business owner, attorney, television commentator. Um, she worked on Trump's 2016 campaign in 2020 as an advisor to the National Diversity Coalition for Trump and ambassador to the American First Policy Institute. So good luck, Madison, in that one. So let's... Uh, you didn't get to hear the song, the TV, the televangelist song, because I was talking. So I'll play it again while I light my stogie all the way up and take a little breather and uh, come back right. song there were all these wild televangelists in the 80s and 90s and there still are but not as much as there used to be and uh yeah they were always getting caught with like prostitutes and uh male and female prostitutes let's just put it that way so that the fbi's at it again raiding the cribs of journalists very very intriguing we have a 45-day Prime Minister of Great Britain. 45 days, and she's like, peace out, dog. I'm out of here. Always, you know, the, the uh, being a political loser that I am, the uh, British equivalent of the, I mean, it's not really the equivalent at all, but where the British Prime Minister lives is 10 Downing Street. I wonder if you can get down that street and uh, really see the little condominium 
townhouse, a townhouse, that would be the right word, that the British Prime Minister lives in, 10 Downing Street in London. The State Department, babies, spending our tax bones wise, gave 20 grand to an Ecuadorian nonprofit to put on a series of drag queen shows. All right, State Department. Let's look. There's this journalist who was raided by the FBI, and uh, <laughs> they ghosted him. No one knows where he's at. Uh, recently, so uh, the articles, this has been coming out of the last few days, but it started back in April when his house was raided. And I went to the Daily Beast. Uh, now, the a lot of people are reporting this from the Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, obviously, that is a worse source of information than the Daily Beast, even. So, I wanted to find something different, but not a conservative uh, outlet, either. So, I went with the Daily Beast. In April... His house was raided by the FBI. He hasn't been seen since. Uh, his neighbors say they haven't seen him, uh, and so on and so forth. He's 52 years old. Uh, he was co-authoring a book with Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mason, a Green Beret retired. Mate, or Scott Mann, pardon me, I don't know why I said Mason. Scott Mann, Green Beret, retired. Mann said uh, he contacted me in the spring and was really distraught and told me that he had some serious personal issues going on and that he needed to pull, uh, that, that he needed to withdraw from the project. So uh, this guy was writing a book with this Green Beret. He said, I need to withdraw from the project, and every contribution he made to that book was erased. We don't know why, but not long after that, he gets raided by the feds, the FBI. Same federales that raided Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, etc. James O'Keefe, etc., etc., uh, looking for Ashley Biden's diary that they won't admit exists, but they did put the two people who stole said diary in jail for stealing a diary. A diary that they found in a, a room that Ashley bolted from. Representatives from ABC News say he, quote, resigned very abruptly and hasn't worked for us in months when asked about the location of James Gordon Meek. James Gordon Meek, investigative report, not, not really a reporter, regret, investigative uh producer he produces investigative reports so meek was investigating the reasons behind the biden administration's withdrawal from afghanistan hmm so 
what did he stumble onto? What did he have that made the FBI have to come to his house and now nobody can find the guy? Uh, you know, the rumors going around are that, you know, he stumbled into or he had possession of classified information. Now, investigative journalists get classified information all the time. And there's nothing illegal, from what I understand, about somebody handing you as a journalist a classified document and saying, you've got to report on this. Now, if you steal the document, that's different. I'm not 100 on those laws, but like, uh, who was it? <clears throat> Uh, when they busted uh, Nixon for the Watergate scandal, the person that was informing the press uh, went by the name Deep Throat, which is the name of a popular porno at the time. That's his code name that he can have it, I guess. But obviously there was information there that wasn't meant to be made public, wasn't classified military information. But still, um, this espionage act that they're using to go after these people has been very, used very infrequently, to say the least. But let's just think here for a minute. Did he have classified information? But at the same time, there's classified information leaked from the Pentagon to journalists all the time. I mean, you see it all the time. You read about it, you hear about it. Here's the thing. Joe Biden was president under Barack Obama. Obama used the Espionage Act more than any president before him. In fact, more often than all of the presidents before him combined, the last count I read, he had used it seven times, and that came from PolitiFact and NPR. PolitiFact put a spin on it, but at the when the, the fact check took place, I think right around Edward Snowden's arrest. It, they were up to seven uses of the Espionage Act. Now, Biden seems to be picking up where Obama left off and use this, using this little loophole. There's not loophole, this uh, law that was typically reserved for spies, like the Rosenbergs who sold the plans to the, yeah, the recipe, the plans for atomic weapons to uh, the Russians. That's typically the kind of thing that the Espionage Act was used for. Uh, people like Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, they leaked classified information, but Snowden leaked, leaked the information that said, look, the CIA is looking at everything Americans are doing online 
in their personal lives, GPSing their phones, all that stuff. Uh, Snow, or pardon me, Assange reported war crimes committed by American soldiers. Now, um, It were, they were vid, like videos and things that were reported but kept classified of soldiers gunning down civilians. I had a, a friend, a better watch or she'll get a visit from the FBI. Well, we're not friends anymore, so. But anyways, uh, her roommate would get videos from her boyfriend, the roommate's boyfriend. And she would tell us like yeah my roommate's boyfriend sends her videos all the time of uh, them shooting at people in Iraq and you can tell it's women and children it's pretty fucking sick I support the troops 100 but that's what what the Obama administration used the Espionage Act to go after Assange for. So, whatever this James Gordon Meek had access to or was given, uh, whatever classified information he may have had possession of, as far as knowing why we withdrew from Afghanistan half-assed and hastily must have been some serious shit but the disturbingest part of this is our government this administration Joe Biden and whoever's running the show behind the scenes because it sure as hell ain't that idiot that's you know senile old pappy with his ice cream cone Somebody in our government and the, the deep state and all this stuff you hear rumor about, it's playing out before your eyes, people. There are people that run this country that say, you aren't allowed to know this. Now, there are secrets that need to be kept. such as the Manhattan Project in World War II, the Normandy landing and the secrecy that went into that, the the tomfoolery to make the Germans think we were going to attack where they thought we were, the most logical place, not the most difficult damn place. Those secrets needed to be kept. But the half-assed, hasty withdrawal from Afghanistan, there's some juicy, goosey information about that out there. What? It's over. It's not a, a national security thing anymore. We know that there were Americans and American allies left behind to die at the hands of the Taliban after the Taliban uh, as the Taliban 
tortures and violates their family members in front of them and then and kills their family slowly and horribly before killing our uh, ally you know but that's not is the Biden administration trying to keep that covered up Do they need to keep it under wraps that they didn't care about American allies in Afghanistan I'm talking about the you know the Afghan interpreters the the people that gave us information uh, on where the Taliban were the people that maybe infiltrated the Taliban and kept our troops aware of what the Taliban's going on were those people were left behind so did this person have this pardon me James Gordon Meek did he have the access to that information and was he going to put that out there that this many or these American allies were left behind and Biden didn't care I mean I don't know what 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 could he have been investigating in regard to the Afghan war or the Afghan half-ass withdrawal that would have made it him a target for the FBI maybe just probably maybe definitely perhaps uh, Biden and and Sut and company said look we just got to get the hell out of Afghanistan and leave behind equipment and allies and Americans and skedaddle because we got to start regrouping for the war we're going to go into with Russia we want a war with China so we got to get our people out of Afghanistan and get you know get ready for China or I mean when Obama left office he told Trump we're close to being at war with North Korea Hillary constantly talked about if she, if she becomes president by God we're going to war with Russia who the hell runs for president on the the, the platform of hey I'm going to start World War 3 <laughs> back batshit Hillary that's who and let me just rub this in and then I'll move on to my next thing Trump was supposed to be the one that got us into wars he was supposed to be the the wackadoo that pissed everybody off and (laughs) got us all killed and what did he do he walked across the DMZ in North Korea he didn't get into a war with Russia and basically we had four years of no new wars and he tried to get our troops out of places and his advisor said no 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 we can't just leave there well we could have in hindsight but you know they needed that that bankroll coming in all right that was the most of important topicals let me break here for another moment and reset my brain and talk a little more crazy but 
looking out my window for the FBI. I haven't said anything that that damning yet. Alright, un moment por favor. Be right back. Another Genesis song I loved as a kid. Too many problems, not much love to go around. Alright, so the State Department, they're in charge of diplomacy with other nations. Well, they diplomatically are funding drag queen shows in Ecuador. The State Department gave a grant, $20,600, to a nonprofit in Ecuador for diversity inclusion drag shows. Uh, this is from the National Review. <laughs> it's all over the place, but I, I pulled this from the National Review. So, right, first of all, isn't Ecuador one of the places that refugees are coming across the southern border from? Right? Yeah, yeah it is. People are flee leaving Ecuador to come to America for a better life. Bless them. They came here legally, I would welcome them. Uh, now, if we were going to give money to Ecuador, I believe we should make it for uh, infrastructure, education, industry. Give them $20,000 towards something that will make their citizens want to stay in Ecuador. Uh, yes, I have to say it Ecuador every time. I don't know why. That's just how I pronunciate. So, remember meanwhile back at the ranch, Kamala didn't visit the border. She visited Ecuador and Chile and Nicaragua and these countries where the illegal aliens are coming from. And she talked about giving aid to these nations to build them up so that their citizens won't want to leave, which sounds lovey-dovey. I'm not a fan of American tax dollars being given to other countries for foreign aid, but... How would this $20,600 create a better Ecuador so that their people don't have to run away and cross our border illegally? They're welcome to run away and cross our border legally. Don't get me wrong. So here's where the $20,600 bill player goes. This is what it will be spent on. Our tax dollars funding 12 drag 
Queen performances. Okay. Three workshops. What did I discuss if there was three workshops? I don't know. Don't know, don't care. Should not spend 20,600 US taxpayer dollars on drag queen diversity workshops in Ecuador. Yes, I'm still over enunciating. And then also, oh boy, here we go. I, I, I want to see this. It's going to be, this, I'm sure this is going to win awards at the can, the con, is it can or con? C-A-A-N, film festival. Probably won an Academy Award too. A two minute documentary. Document, two minutes. Two minute documentary for $20,600. Ecuador gets 12 drag queen performances, three drag queen workshops, and a two minute drag queen documentary. So, big uh, upheaval in Great Britain. Poor. Poor United Kingdom. Not only do they have to put up with Meghan Markle, and I just think it's hilarious that the Duchess of Sussex, a, a British Duchess, British royalty, did you know Meghan Markle, bless her little messed up heart, uh, I think she's abusing Prince Harry, to be frank with you. I think she's a narcissist. But, but, I had a friend that used to pronounce just out of randomly in the air, but, anyhow, so, I think she's narcissistic, I think she worked her way into Prince Harry's circle of friends, uh, and I think she's bullying him to dictate the relationship. But I find it funky, funny, funny, funkadelic that the Duchess of Sussex, a British Duchess, British royalty, grew up on the set of the American television show Married with Children. One of my favorite shows. One of the longest running shows in television history. Hilarious show. Uh, I loved it from beginning to end. But it was known as like... You had like the Cosby show. It was kind of like high class. Dr. Cosby or Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable. Then you had kind of the... Uh, middle lower middle class show Roseanne all right the working class show there we go that's the word I'm thinking of working class people show uh, Roseanne then you had the white trash show married with children that's the and the people used to come watch the show one of the actors, I was watching a documentary about Married with Children because I love the show. One of the actors that played uh, 
Al's co-worker at the shoe store. I can't remember the character's name. It was, it was a big black dude. Cool guy. Uh, at least he seemed that way in the inner, the documentary. Uh, Griff, that's what it was, Griff. Uh, Griff said, you know, we had to put in metal detectors because people were bringing guns and knives and, and stuff into the show. I don't know what that tells you about the kind of people that were in the audience, but these are some serious people you're dealing with. Yeah, they, they had to screen the audience of Married with Children. And later on, uh, the dad, the cam, see, I keep hearing he was an executive producer and then I saw he was a cameraman, but whatever her dad was, he had to have been something higher than just a normal cameraman or maybe, I don't know. She went to a private Catholic school in Hollywood. So I don't know, whatever. But also, aside from that, she was on, Megan Markle was on her podcast complaining about her time as a briefcase girl on the show, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Really? You signed up for it, but, you know, she's like, you know, they had one chair where we got our makeup. And then you move to the next station and they did your hair. Then you move to the next station they did your eyelashes. You signed up for it. That's how you wanted to become famous until you weaseled your way into the British royal family. I mean, but uh, the real thing I wanted to get to, which isn't as interesting as Meghan Markle and making fun of her. Um, and I was, man, I was so excited for that royal wedding. People were, you know, the commentators were like, oh, she'll forever be known as the American princess now. And I thought she looked cute. People critiqued her look at the royal wedding as being too plain. You know, she had a, a, a what would you call it, a tough, a, a, a piece of hair that was out of place. I know so little about hair and makeup. I thought she, you know, whoever did her hair did it that way on purpose, but her hair wasn't perfect according to some. So I got up bright and early, made some Belgium waffles, big international day at my house. Me and the dog were watching the royal wedding. But at least the royal wedding has lasted longer than... Prime Minister Liz Truss. She is the shortest reigning Prime Minister in British history. 45 damn days and she couldn't cut the mustard. She said, F it, I'm out. I'm peacing out. Uh, her party was elected. Okay, so in British parliamentary style, you vote for the party, not the person. So her party won, and her party elected her prime minister. Uh, so the conservative party will replace her with a new prime minister. In her exiting speech, she said, I cannot deliver the mandate to which I was elected by the Conservative Party. Uh, earlier, 
she fired an ally of hers who was the finance minister. And he was implementing the pro-economic growth agenda that she campaigned on. But she just didn't feel like she could deliver. I don't know. There's something deeper going on here. Uh, every poll in Great Britain says that the Labour Party will likely win in a landslide next election, which will be uh, 2025. So, still, you're in 2022. They could call for new elections and dissolve the government, but I don't think that's going to happen. She just couldn't cut it. Or Is there something more going on in the world? We know it's insane out there, people. Is there something more going on that she just wanted to bolt and peace out over? I don't know. But, as the world turns, these are the days of our lives. So, as always, God bless you guys. Remember to pray for one another. Love somebody today and be the reason somebody feels loved.